Políticas, it is a beautiful day here in San Luis Obispo County where Rita Casaverde and myself, Yesenia Chavarria, are reporting to you live, sharing about all our fun experiences, not so fun experiences, and everything that has to do with politics in present time. And thank you to everyone that's been listening to us. I've been hearing, uh, I've been getting a lot of positive. Uh, feedback Rita of people who are actually like really listening to us and it's really what? exciting yes was listening. Someone, someone like actually gave you like a There's clear shout out somebody out like, there Rita I know right it is really <laughs> exciting because I'm hearing like things being echoed that we're Hello. saying I know right it's like wow nos están escuchando say what come again no uh, but yeah you know Latinas are feeling inspired the people are getting on. out there to work and this message goes out to Rita. It says, wow. one of our listeners says, uh, when you see Rita, let her know she inspired someone in her community to go out there and help volunteer with the polls for June 7th elections. Wow. You guys are the real superhero. So gracias, gracias. Oh, uh, thank you so much sweet. to the community. Yeah, And Latinas are like listening and non-Latinas are listening. Yeah. And people just feel really inspired. And I think that was the goal, Rita, right? When we came together was just to create a space yeah. where we could just talk, hablar sin filtro, and yeah. just have an opportunity to share about these things that are real important in our lives that do affect us. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sharing that, uh, Yesenia. And just so uh, everyone can have an idea of what's happening right now, Yesenia is right here. We're doing this live in person. We have been doing uh, these recordings through Zoom for some time, mm -hmm. but happy to see you and happy to chit chat and share some chisme before, during and after recording. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I think that's what I love about our podcast, Rita Chicas Políticas podcast is a space where two chicas, those chicas políticas, two political chicks get together and it's just, you know, hanging out with a friend and talking about el chisme, los detallitos, talking about yeah. what's coming up next, what behind happened the yeah, behind the scenes and kind of just checking in with one, one another, which makes me really excited to have a space yeah. to just laugh and be silly yeah. and, and cry a little bit, but we mask it with <laughs> uh, laughter. <right> about. <laughs> yeah. I think that's just part of the culture. You laugh yes. about it and you, you grow from it. Um, but yeah, it, I've seen you a couple times, maybe since the last episode, um, in at events, at political events. So that has been really nice. Uh, I've seen you in action, yeah, and I guess you see me in action too, mm -hmm. doing things. So that has been really nice. Uh, but we were just saying before the episode that there's just so many things happening, and I honestly feel like. I'm ready to just rest. I'm ready for June 8th. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe June 12th. I don't know how many days after the elections <laughs> we'll be able to rest. But um, I'm just ready for everyone to just have a time to relax. And, right. Um, and I hope that even before the June 7th elections, people make time to, mm -hmm. you know, check in with themselves and recharge and take right. care of, of their mental health and just themselves and their family and their loved ones, mm -hmm. because this is a marathon. So, 
Yeah. And it definitely feels like, I know for me, it feels like I just don't have enough hours in the day to show everyone that I love support and go out and campaign and, and canvas and show up to all these amazing events that are happening. And it's, you know, doing this, doing that. But I think uh, we're all pushing forward and we're all creating Mm -hmm. that ripple, which is really exciting. And I think right now, so uh, I'm sure many of the candidates are either going to be reaching their point where they constituents get to vote for them. Like, for example, the supervisor race yeah. with Jimmy Paulding, Bruce Gibson, where the, their election is this June. Right. Yeah. So I think this is a good time just as a friendly reminder. If you see someone in the campaign trail or a candidate message them, tell them, hey, I see you. You're doing yeah. a great job. Keep your keep your head up. You know, we're, we're supporting you. Yeah, they're going uh, to so many events. They're mm-hmm. talking to so many constituents. I know Bruce Gibson, who's running for supervisor uh, in the new district too, has to meet, I think, something like 30,000 new constituents, mm-hmm. something crazy. Um, and so, yeah, I've seen him in action too very uh, recently. We I hosted a meet and greet with a neighbor of mine for yes. Bruce, and that was really nice to see him, talk to everyone. Um and uh, people had time to ask questions and stuff and I, I, we learned there um, how busy he is and it really is uh, hats off to all everyone running for office right now and right. anyone that is thinking about running for office because it's a lot mm-hmm. of work so uh, be nice even if you are not gonna vote for someone just be nice uh, yeah. to those people because it's not easy they're putting a lot of things to decide. So. Right. And also shout out to Jimmy Paulding, who's doing an amazing job yes. and to everyone that is helping his campaign. Uh, I will say Jimmy Paulding has been really exciting to watch yeah. and to support because I see him so energized and I love seeing his wife, yeah. Kendra, with him yeah. and just all the different volunteers that have come to assist and, and help and fill on all those gaps because it is such a team effort mm-hmm. to run something of this magnitude, especially when we're talking about a position like a supervisor, which supervisors have a lot of power and influence. And these are elections that will impact us locally. So regardless if you're listening to us here in San Luis Obispo or you're listening to us in a different county, please check in with your supervisor race. Chances are it's very mirroring to what's happening here in San Luis Obispo. I was up in the Bay Area and I was hearing stories about also redistricting lines and, and oh having minorities, groups that are marginalized, being kept out of maps to be very shifting towards yeah. one way. So what we're seeing is not just happening here in San Luis Obispo or the Bay Area or California. It's actually happening all across the country. Yeah. And a lot of candidates are uh, running in a very uneven playing field. You know, they already running with gerrymandered maps they're running with uh voting models like in our county voting models models that are very limit limiting rather than uh, more inclusive and uh, easier access for voting to voters um so uh thank you to everyone running for office also shout out to don ortiz leg who's also up for uh, election she was appointed in 2020 i want to say um, and now she's going to be running for election um, in 2022. And it's a whole mess with the redistricting map. So we're not going to go into it. If you get your ballot, just just think about what you're getting in your ballot and then look at the people in your ballot because it's a mess uh, with a new map. So uh, don't stress about it too much. Just uh, If you're registered to vote, um, you will get your ballot starting May 9th. Um, 
And if you haven't registered to vote yet, do it now. It only takes two minutes. You can do it online until May 23rd. Uh, if for some reason you missed the May 23rd deadline in California, you can register to vote even the day of the election and vote at the same time. But you cannot do that online. You would have to go to an elections office. So do it online. It takes two minutes. You'll get your ballot sent to you by May 9th uh, if you register now and you'll get to vote. So, so yeah. no excuses, everyone. No excuses. no excuses. We are not Texas where if you don't register to vote, that's it. You're out. California is very, um, yeah. very welcoming to voters. And we want to make sure that everyone takes an opportunity to participate in this crazy and beautiful thing we we call democracy. Yeah. So for all y'all complainers <laughs> saying, this is why I don't believe in government. This is why I don't vote. This is why I don't show up. Nothing yeah. ever changes. No, there's yeah. an opportunity for you to be yeah. part of the movement. Yeah. And if you are 18 to 34 years old, uh, historically, or age bracket has not come out to vote uh, in high numbers. So maybe this is the year that we can change that. Uh, a lot of people are not good at voting in the primaries because they think that, oh, I'll vote in November. Um, but no, there are so many races that are going to be final and a lot of them are going to be at county level. So come out to vote in the primaries, June 7th, California. We can do this. Yes. So on to some exciting news, Rita. Uh, there's been a lot of platica, uh, a lot of seeing what's going to happen, but we want student debt to be canceled. Yeah. And I think this is an important topic because we have so many folks that have taken out loans, um, federal student loans that, you know, maybe never even finished school. So I think it's important to keep in the forefront when we talk about canceling student debt. Mm-hmm. Who are we talking about? Who who are those people that will benefit greatly about canceling student debt? And it's definitely in the talks. It definitely does look promising. Yeah. Does it fix education and education? No. The fact that education is so expensive? Yeah, absolutely not. But I do feel that especially in this time of COVID with inflation, and especially for our generation Rita, that want to buy a home, this would be extremely, extremely helpful for this generation. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't know enough or as much as I would like um, about student debt. Um, I went to college in Peru and there I went to a national college and a national university and I paid something like $20 per semester and so my education cost me probably something like $200, $300. Um, and I was able to come here to the U.S. and, you know, compete for, for jobs like mm-hmm. anyone that would have gone to college here that had to take a big student, uh, uh, student mm-hmm. loan. So I think it was very unfair that, you know, people were born in this generation where the housing cost is so high, um, where um, they have to go through a pandemic and, you know, education is so expensive. And and those were, you know, consequences of decisions that were made before them. And so anything that you are born into uh, comes, you know, it's either a privilege or something that you just have to deal with. So mm-hmm. they just didn't have the privilege that to have uh, low student uh, costs. So right. I, um, 
Yeah, I mean, when we look at it just like any other equity issue, I'm I'm guessing that the most affected are Latinos, um, are Black people, mm-hmm. um, and most likely women too. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. So if we can try to bring that equalizer and, and approve it, and I've heard that President Biden can do it with you know, executive action, um, Hopefully he doesn't get he doesn't get a lawsuit like many of executive mm-hmm. decisions that presidents make. But um, that would be really great. I completely support it, even though I wouldn't be benefiting at all from it, you know, because I know people that have student debt and some people that owe more than what they took off. Yeah. And it's it's also the interest rates, right, that it's exactly. hard to it's hard to be debt free, especially when we're talking about student that also is connected to your credit score. Uh So if you were struggling and fell behind your payments or did not do right on that loan, these are things that get people into a slippery slope, right? Where it's Mm -hmm. like, how can you um, try to buy a house if your credit is not good? These are all things that do stay on your credit report. So we're also seeing that canceling student debt would help out a whole generation. We're talking about not just former students, but we're talking about families, right? These are now folks that probably have children who have a spouse who are trying to figure out. And when you're trying to just pay that student debt uh, and you're just trying to keep pay off those interest rates, it is challenging. And keep in mind, this would not be tackling the private student loans, mm-hmm. which is a whole different issue. Mm-hmm. But at least this is something, right, where I think this can help uh, continue that conversation, Rita, of what does student accessibility uh, look like, right? What does being a student, how equitable is it? We know it's not equitable, yeah, right? Exactly. We know we know it's like, for example, um, I'm going to San Francisco State and a lot of the students don't even live in San Francisco. So we have to factor in the opportunity yeah. to drive into the city, yeah. go, go to class. Uh, so I would say probably like 70% of the students have a full-time job. Yeah. So trying to juggle a full-time job, on top of your studies, on top of yeah. probably pursuing grad school, if not, yeah. you know, other types of schooling uh, beyond a BA, a yeah. master's, you know, so these are all things that I think I'm all definitely in favor for to support. And, you know, hopefully this isn't the Biden. All right, let's see, let's get some action. I, I want to yeah. see this happen. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm really happy to hear that it was the Congressional Hispanic Caucus that pressed uh, President Biden on this, uh, because th- it's obvious that it's something that will affect Latinos and the Latinx community in the country. Um, but also I'm reading that it's um, let's we have to take a look at the the big picture. Right. We are on a midterms here uh, right now. Democrats have the House, um, and hopefully, uh, I'm a Democrat, so hopefully that gap that they have over Republicans does not decrease after the midterms. But in the Senate, we only have uh, a bare majority, right? We don't have the amount of votes that we need to get rid of the filibuster. Uh, We only have 50 votes. and what I'm reading is that right now Republicans are introducing legislation that would uh, restrict the education department's power to continue to spend uh, federal student loans. And that would also cancel, that would uh, restrict canceling large amounts of student debt. So if the cancellation doesn't happen now, uh, and we and Democrats lose in the midterms, mm-hmm. and they lose either the Senate or the House, 
or both, mm -hmm. uh, there could be legislation that makes it even harder for any debt to be canceled or suspended in the future. So it's not only like, it's not only, <laughs> you know, and this is the same with probably every single topic that we care about right? and that it's going to be decided on the midterms. Now, if there is a student loan cancellation before the midterms, regardless of what the Democrats keep or lose right. the House, there could still be legislation introduced after by Republicans. So let's take a look at the big picture. Let's make sure that we are putting in the work. Um, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, my gosh, I'm tired of hearing from them that every election is, is more important than the last. But that's just how democracy works. Right. Sadly. And if we don't if you whoever you are listening to this, if you don't get involved, if you don't take action, if you don't vote, if you don't get your family to vote, someone that probably has the opposite views that you have will mm -hmm. do the job, will put in the work and. There goes anything that you would like to pass. And um, I'm all about canceling student loans. I'm all about passing voting rights legislation, all the other bills that are waiting for the Senate. Um, but it's not going to be easy. Yeah, it's definitely not going to be easy. And I really hope Rita, that we can come together on this because being a student is tough, especially yeah. financially. And we're seeing more and more uh, the challenges of being a student. And we know that uh, finances getting an education can help aid uh, folks from poverty, right? To some extent, because we do see, yeah. we do have those cases though. You, we see folks with a college degree, with a master's, even with PhDs who are struggling, right? And yeah. these, this is a clear opportunity where I think we can, we can definitely, uh, this isn't a radical idea in my book. It, it might be radical to other people, but I really feel like this, especially in this time, um, with inflation and everything going on, this would be one less stressor for yeah. people. Yeah. And, you know, we started talking about uh, mental health and the importance to take care of ourselves. Let's take care of, of our community, you know, that has yeah. been through enough. Right. And I think that's, that's a good point, Rita, too, that it's like, look, we know one of the greatest stressors in this country is finances. And let's, let's make, let's make an America where we actually normalize health, right? Where we normalize mental wellness, because the fact that stress, stress is so bad for us, right? When you're yeah. stressed out, you're not sleeping right. When you're stressed out, you're eating whatever. When you're stressed out because of finances, chances are you don't have access to the best of foods. You don't have access to a therapist. Yeah. You don't have access to a gym. You yeah. don't have access to organic, high quality, non-GMO foods, right? So America, United States of America, let's wake up and let's really transform this, this country to really yeah. focus on, on wellness for our people. And this right here is a step in the right direction for us to remove a huge stressor. Is it going to fix everything? No. Is it a complete solution? No, yeah. but this would definitely give people wiggle room to breathe. Yeah. 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 Let's do it. America. Um, anything else on student debt that you would like to say? I'm, I'm just looking forward to hearing in the next couple of weeks what president's going to do. Yeah, Biden, vamonos. Let's yeah. do it. Echale ganas, Biden. Yeah. And if you are passionate about this topic, you can always contact the White House. Uh, you can just look up White House phone number. I'm serious about this. Yeah. And you can leave a, a message and put a pressure or you can join um an organization or a club that is pushing for this or any issue that you care about and start making those calls because mm -hmm. they do they do work call your reps <laughs> yeah call 
Yeah. Okay, so then uh, we have talked a little bit about the primaries, but I know that it's very confusing. So confusing. Rita, <laughs> I'm a political science major and I still get confused. <laughs> what does that say? I know. I'm the chair of a county democratic party and I also <sighs> get confused. So um, let's do this with questions. So okay. let so when is the primaries happen? We know that it's mm-hmm. in California is June 7th. It 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 varies state mm-hmm. by state. Um, so we're gonna be talking about the California primaries. When do you, we just said, we, we said earlier, when do online voter registration ends? That's May 23rd. After that, you can register on election day or any day at your county elections office. You have to go in person. Um, and if you registered uh, after the voter registration deadline, then you can vote, but it would be with a provisional ballot. So your voter registration would have to go through before your ballot is actually counted. So just do it before May 23rd in California and you'll be fine. Or wherever you are, registered to vote immediately if you are not registered. Right. It doesn't matter if the primaries are coming or not coming. You should it be registering matter. to vote. Exactly. You're just like, exactly. just register to vote, guys. If you Good moved, point. right, Good if point. you moved. That's true. Like, and you're in a different county, just double check, guys. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't drop the ball on this one. We yeah. need you. Yeah. And it's also very easy if you don't know where you're voting or what's the address that's in your voter registration, you can uh, Google voter status, check voter status, and you will find um, the website from the California uh, state. Um, so Rita, why, yeah. why are the primaries important? Because maybe mm-hmm. some, sometimes I think people say, well, I know November is like normally when we vote oh, for yeah. the president. Like yeah. what, what can be more important than that? Yeah. So I actually found this out maybe just last year that not every race makes it to November. So for example, not in the primaries here in our county, we're seeing, and I think it's the same in the state, um, in other counties that we are seeing races that are at county level, like county supervisors, county court recorder, the district attorney, the sheriff, positions that are at the county level. And then positions that are at the state level, for example, governor uh, is going to be on the ballot, uh, lieutenant governor, uh, um, controller, things like that. And then we're also going to have in the ballot uh, Congress and Senate. So we're going to have in in California, we're going to have Senator Padilla back in the ballot uh, and, and our Congress members. And they're all going to be in the ballot using the maps that were just approved uh, from the redistricting process. So you might have different Congress members than you had last year or that you currently have. So all of those races are in the June ballot in the primaries. Most races are going to go to November, but the county races are going to, if there if there is a uh, 50% of votes plus one that elect one candidate, though that's where it stays. That's where the final vote is called. That's where the race ends. So county court recorder, county supervisors, district attorney, sheriff, um, judges, um, if there are uh, only if there are only if there is a candidate that gets 50% of the vote plus one vote, 
they don't go to November. All the other uh, races at the state level and, and congressional and Senate, um, they do go to November. And who goes to November are going to be the, one, the two um, top votes, uh, the, the people that get the two uh, the top two votes are uh, representing different parties. Um, so for example, a state assembly, there is like in our, in our uh, district, um, Yesenia and I both share the same district. We are going to have um, maybe like, there's like five Democrats and there's like two Republicans, I believe. Um, and they're all going to be in our primary ballot. So there's that's a lot of a lot of candidates. So because um, the state doesn't want to have all of those candidates again in mm -hmm. November, they're trying to pare down the amount of uh, candidates by just picking the top two representing mm -hmm. different um, parties. Right. So that's what the primaries are for, are pretty much to filter out people that right. would have very little amount of votes. Uh, but if someone gets 50% of the vote plus right. one at the county level, those don't go to the November election. Now, California could pass legislation that makes it different, that, that it also is that can follow the state races, but at least for our county, that's not how it works. Right. So as I'm listening, you say, explain this, mm -hmm. what, what comes to my head, it's like the tryouts. Basically, people want to make much. it on the on the state team and or the county team. And look, we have all these people trying out for these positions, but some people are not going to make the cut. So only like the top two top performers will be making the cut. So keep that in mind. And, yeah. and once again, if all goes well, some people will not even need to make it to the November elections. Exactly. Um, so we want to make sure that people are paying attention. Exactly. Yes, it is kind of like tryouts, I guess. Um, but not for all races, right? The county at the county level is the county or the DA or mm -hmm. the sheriff mm -hmm. or the judge, I believe the judge too. Uh, if they get 50% plus one, then that's it. Mm -hmm. They don't have to go to mm -hmm. November. Yeah. Like, for example, not all races will go. We'll, we'll make it to another round. Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. But also like pay attention because if they don't, if the decision's not made this June, then you need to keep the momentum going. Exactly. So uh, what other questions do you have with the primaries? It, they're coming really quick. We want to talk about the film festival too. Yes. Are you going to the film festival, you said? No, I'm not going. I wish I was, but I'm not. It's, <laughs> it's, a, Latina, so it's a Latina action thing, too. That's true. Are you we're leaving. Sacramento? Yeah, we're leaving on Sunday. So it's the Latina action day, and it's an opportunity for Latinas um, in California to go and participate in something where you get to talk to your elected officials and have influence and learn what other Latinas are doing as well. And uh, I actually had gone. I want to say like four years ago or five years ago. Huh. And um, I've always liked politics. That's always been my, my thing. So yeah. it was really inspiring just to be amongst other young women and yeah. other Latinas and just seeing you, you get excited and energized. Right. Yeah. And this is like chicas politicas, like 
dream, right? Right. Yeah. So I'll be reporting. I'll be reporting Yay. on behalf of Chicas Politicas. I'm excited to share with other Latinos our podcast. Yeah. Are you going to be doing like Instagram live or Facebook? Yeah, live? I should. I should. Awesome. Yeah. So just keep an eye out for us. Chicas Politicas. I'll be maybe I can get some cool people to talk to us. Yeah. Say hi. That's awesome. So let so Chicas Politicas are going to be in Sacramento. Yes, Chicas Politicas will be in Sacramento. Yes. Among many other Chicas Politicas. Yeah, I'm excited to share with other Latinas our podcast. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I it. wish I could go, but I, I, there's just so much going on here. There's too much going on. Too much going on. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, Stop it. But I also feel like I think there's the balance, Rita, where it's like you're doing things for the party. You're doing things for others. Or you're filling up your own cup, right? Yeah, you have to balance it out for sure. Yeah. So I'm excited. I feel like this is like for chicas politicas, but I also feel like it's like for me. Oh, so yeah? it's like that's good. Something I get to pour my my own cup into. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I'm glad that you see it that way. And I think you're going with uh, Latinas from here from Sula County. Yeah. So we're gonna go with other powerful Latinas in San Luis Obispo County, and all these Latinas do different things. Yeah. With, um, they are entrepreneurs. They are faculty at Cal Poly. Wow. They are you know directors and other organizations leading other latinas so i think it's going to be like a really good time for us just as latinas to uh -huh. get together from uh -huh. this county and have that bonding time because we're driving yeah. up there and then we get to spend the whole day together and drive back oh, and it's, I, I look at it as fun <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't look at it as well. Now I want to go. <laughs> How many days are you guys going to be there? I think two. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think two. But well, it's I like, hope you make you guys make some time, some time to just have fun. You know, I um, it's funny. I was up in Sacramento this weekend, and I found this amazing spot for food, Mexican food. Uh, what was it called? La Pequeñita. I mean, that's not the name. Um, I'll have to share it with you guys. But it was like amazing food, and I feel like whenever you take trips like that, you have to make it fun, right? Yeah. You have find to find a cool spot to eat, yeah. take in like the local energy, see what's going on. Yeah. And um, Sacramento is obviously like far more diverse than slow County. So it's like take in and it's a bigger city, right? Mm -hmm. for Way bigger. People that are not familiar, we're right in between uh, Sac uh, San Francisco and LA, like right in the middle. Right. And we are uh, North of Santa Barbara. So the closest yeah city i guess like bigger city santa barbara and then yeah. la and san francisco yeah. so yeah that's the thing that i love when i go to cities too it's yeah. just the food and the entertainment um, and yeah. the diversity because yeah. you don't get to see that in our little county yeah so when my when i come back at the next in the next episode i'll share with you guys what yeah. what happened yes. who did we get a chance to talk to yeah. uh what other latinas are doing yeah it's, it's very cool i'm excited that's awesome i'm happy for you and let us know how that goes and here in slow county uh we're gonna have the film festival going i think it started maybe a couple of days ago i'm really excited to at least i'll try to catch at least one film on oh, Saturday. Uh, actually, Race Matters got uh, was the winner of last year's Inter San Luis Obispo International Film Festival. I they love had, it. Yeah, they had a film called Restrictions Apply, and 
uh, it was about how deeds here in North County mm. um, had a very racist uh, requirements or clauses um, and they explore a neighborhood going back and looking at their deeds and making decisions whether they wanted to modify them. For example, some uh, deeds uh, in our area and I'm sure mm. in many areas uh, said things like this neighborhood or this house mm-hmm. uh, is meant to be for white people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, that, that film called restrictions apply uh, won uh, the audience award. That's so awesome. Yeah. So now they're going uh, and they're sponsoring um, other films that I'm really excited to watch. So I guess that's going to be a little bit of uh, filling in my own cup. Yes, you get to have good food, hang out with some cool people, say hi to Courtney. Yeah, that's that's a really good uh, place to end our podcast, I think. We're yeah. going to be filling our cup from here till the next episode, but at the same time, putting in the work like always. Yeah. Yeah. Showing up as ourselves, taking yeah. up space, taking names. Yeah, kicking ass. That's right. Así es que échale, apúrate. Yeah. Échale ganas. Yeah. Remember, guys, register to vote. Check us out. Make sure you're sharing the podcast with other friends and family. Yeah. Uh, and thank you for all the love. Thank you to all the women who are reaching out and saying, well, we love what you're doing. I love listening to the podcast. I'm sharing yeah. the podcast. Thank you, guys. Yeah, please share it with your friends and let us know if you've listened to this episode. And that's it. Ciao.